How would you like some peanut butter with that jelly sandwich? Mother Hey, oh, it's the Chris Court Show. Hey, oh, it's... Hello, we are Exxon Valdez. Salut, c'est Exxon Valdez. You're listening to the Chris Court Show. Vous écoutez le Chris Court Show. And the show is sponsored by... Et le show est sponsorisé par... Hello, hello, hello. Another interview for you guys. And I'm excited for this one. Why are you so excited? Exxon Valdez. A band from Paris. Paris, France. All right. Yeah. And you said the name wrong last time. I did. I think I said Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Stupid fuck. Yes. Yeah, uh, that happens. <laughs> You still stared at the crown. I thought you that you had your hair wrapped up in the crown, and I'm like, wait, how does that? What happen? a hair! I don't know. <laughs> the hairs that are standing up on your head. That's right. Yeah. So we had an interview with Exxon Valdez. It was a fun interview, um, and there was a lot to be said in there. We talked about the weather. Um, I'm still not sure why you talked about the weather. I wanted to know the weather. Okay. <laughs> Is that is that a crime? It was just just an odd question. Is that a crime? Even even they were like, "What are we talking about weather for?" Because <laughs> I have the microphone, and you will listen to everything I say. That's about right. No, but it was a it was a fun interview, and it was it was interesting to talk to people from you know not in this country. Yeah, um, um, just to kind of see how the process goes and international act that. I mean, they, they do play internationally. They don't play in the U.S. because, you know, it's long distance and a lot of people in the U.S. don't know their music. So yeah. how successful would it be? They're not sure, so they don't take the chance. But they do travel, like, to Spain and stuff and the U.K. So technically it's international. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah, you mentioned it in the interview that you said the uh, actually really good words, and I was surprised, I w- my little Matthew. You know, listening to music that you can't understand is like – instrumental music yeah like if you can't understand the lyrics you can still listen there's still yeah. melody to the lyrics it's just i was, like li- I was really proud of you that you came up with that on the top of your head proud of me must be that crown that's right it's like an antenna but yeah so and and you know just because you don't know the lyrics or you know doesn't mean that you can't listen to it it's the melody and 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 again in their album uh their new album maps like i said it was uh, it's it's all well, it's half French and it's half English. Yeah, and it's not, and it's fluid. Like you can listen through the whole thing and not be bored of any songs. You don't know, understand what they're saying in some of the songs, but uh, it's it's still a really good album, solid album. I have to give it a listen. So we're going to play uh, one of their English songs first, and then one of their French songs. Um, they were featured on a Netflix show called Emily in Paris. Yep. And uh, he tells uh, the how that happened and all that. But if you haven't watched it on Netflix, you don't have to watch it. But if you want to hear their songs, I think it was an episode or season three, right? Season three, he said. Yeah. Um, and the second song that we're going to play is is the one that was on the episode. So without further ado, let's just listen to these two songs and uh, uh, yeah, take it away. Uh, okay. So the first song is called Change. It's the first song of the album. And it's a song about eco-anxiety. 
And the second one is called Torino. It's a song in French uh, about the city of Torino in Italy. And it was featured in the third season of Emily in Paris on Netflix. Me, I'm in the 90s, tired in the morning. I'm sorry. I gave up in my 20s, money got the best of me. Just have music you want to send to the Chris Court Show? Send us what you got. We will definitely play it and we'll give you good promotion. Just send MP3s and information to Chris Court Show at gmail.com. Torino sur le toit de l'usine. Tout en haut du Lingotto Building. L'avant-garde. Monte la garde.
les gaz lacrymogènes Right, Exxon Valdez. First song was Change. The second song was Torino. The Torino song was the one in French, and that was the one that was featured. And it was a very cool song. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, mean, yeah. I, I didn't understand a single word they said, but it was really cool. It yeah. had vibe to it. You, I wonder if you could take Google Translate. I, I mean, maybe, but I bet you if you like just translated the words to English, like... And they and won't make it. Singing it, it wouldn't sound as. Nice. It was kind of interesting what he said about that. The yeah. way he and, and you'll hear that in the interview, but uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and again, support these independent musics. Uh, you know, independent musicians. That's kind of what we're all about, and that's why we like to interview them because it's interesting. In our what? This is our sixth interview. It is our seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Seventh interview. It's it's interesting, or eighth, or whatever it is. It's interesting to hear all their stories, especially especially when they come from across the country. You know, across the pond, across the pond. It's interesting to hear all their different stories and how they. I mean, everything. One one thing that is the same is that we all love music. Yeah, and we all love to hear music and and enjoy that together. We all like to create. We all like to create. What? Just, I mean, just using the term create. We're lame. They create music. I need a button. We that create says, lame. show. I'll create that button for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, enough of us. Let's get into this interview from Exxon Valdez. Me, I'm in the night. He's tired in the morning. I'm sorry. I gave up in my 20s. Money got the best of me. 
right, so we are here with Exxon Valdez, and this is Simon and Antoine. Is that that's how you say your name, Antoine? Right? Yes, excellent. Oh, okay, awesome. I didn't want to mess that up. You know, the first thing I do. So, how are you guys doing? It's 7 p.m. there. Yeah, well, we're good. Thanks for having us. So, yes, yeah, Sunday night in Paris. Yeah, and the, so. How how is it there? Is it cold or is it warmer? What's going on over there? Uh, it's pre- it was pretty cold this week, but it's yeah. uh, well, it's usually cold in the winter. But uh, lately, in the past two or three years, it's been not that cold. Yeah. So, so it's been no more cold this week, and it's going to be too hot next week, I think. <laughs> so thanks for the weather channel, Simon. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I think Chris is asking mostly because it's it's cold here. We got oh, yeah. snow and ice. It's like we've had below zero days for a few days already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're from uh, Chicago, so it's uh, mm-hmm. you know. It's... I, I guess your Chicago cold is colder than Paris cold. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. I don't even want to go outside anymore. I don't even want to go to work or I'd do anything. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, all right, so we're just going to ask you um, interview questions, obviously, and you know how the band got together, and how you know, ge- you know, some general questions, and then kind of have uh, a little bit more fun at the end. But my first question to you guys is, where where did the name come from, Exxon Valdez? And th- it, that's how you say it, right, Exxon Valdez? Exxon Valdez, yes, Exxon okay. Valdez. Uh, well, actually, it come from it's the name of a tanker, the Exxon Valdez. It's um, a big, uh, famous. Well, infamous oil spill in Alaska in the eighties. The Exxon oh. Valdez. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about it. Well, yeah. I'm familiar with the story. I wasn't yeah. sure uh, yeah. where the name came from or not, though. <laughs> and uh, well, we just needed a name. <laughs> really. Yeah. And uh, we 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 like the sound, the sound of it. So we j- we just changed the um, spelling a little bit uh, so that you know Exxon uh, won't sue us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which didn't happen. Oh, that's good. I think well, it would have been a good sign if you know, if Exxon would have sued us, it would have been a sign of success <laughs> for them. I think, but uh, but yeah, we just it, it was just for the spelling, and then later on in uh, in the career of the band, uh, when we started writing about um, uh, ecological topics, mm-hmm. and it uh, it started resonating. You know the the name and topic, the 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 songs, the uh, the echo anxiety that's uh, that's been a topic in the songs lately. But yeah. at first, it was only for the 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 sound of the name. Okay, gotcha. So you guys are writing more about you know stuff like that lately. Yeah, I think the last album, the new the new album maps. Uh, it's been it's. I mean, maybe maybe half of the album is it's is about that is about how the world is going to to shit. Yeah, it seems like a lot of albums that. Uh, and, and, uh, it's kind of new for us to to be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, every, yeah. when we're doing interviews, it, it seems like everyone's writing about uh, you know just the world going to shit on their new albums. Yeah, and it's like it, it's crazy because whether it be like ecological disasters or political it seems like that's kind of what yeah. people are writing about today and it's i mean if i were if i were still writing i it's probably where i would go too because that's the most important thing right now 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, being alive in 2024 is kind of scary, you know. So oh, very. Uh, uh, as you said, uh, politically, ecologically. So and maybe the fact that uh, we've we've been writing music for more than 20 years now, and uh, we all uh, we all have kids now. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're thinking a little bit less about you know the everyday life and a little bit more about the future. I don't know. Probably. Right. Uh, you both ha- you both have kids, or does everyone in the uh, band have kids? Yes, yeah. everyone. <laughs> okay. How old yeah. are the your kids? Antoine, start. Uh, I have the, the 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 biggest ones. They're uh, eleven and nine. Okay. Yep. Still very young. Yeah. Boy or girl? Or- yeah. Yeah, boy and a girl. Nice. Nice. How about you, Simon? Well, I have two boys, eight and three. Okay. And I have Martin, two. And I'm in, Martin, Martin, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Martin, who's not there, just yeah, but, had uh, a baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah four well, months uh, ago. Oh, well, congrats. We'll tell him. Thank you. Tell him that I said, I said congrats. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have two sons. Uh, it's six and, six and three. Mm-hmm. And they're, oh, great. they're angels, but they're terrorizers. And it's the boys. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, but we love them. Yeah, yeah. We I think we love them, but we're tired. No, are you tired? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm drinking coffee at 12 p.m. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're cold and tired. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> that's exactly my life right now. Mm, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how do you guys approach songwriting and collaborating within the band? Um, well, for that album. Uh, we had kind of a method. We would, you know, uh, get together in the studio, the three of us, and um, uh, maybe it would start with a conversation about uh, what we want to write about, maybe uh, the mood of the song we want to write today, uh, the tempo or a, a musical reference, a band, something, an instrument. And then the idea for that album is that we wrote almost everything uh, at the same time in the same room, the three of us together. That was uh, that was kind of new for Alexandrales too. Uh, it it doesn't mean that we that we were doing the same thing, you know. Like uh, maybe I was writing lyrics and Antoine was working on a guitar part, uh, while Martin was uh, I don't know working on a on a sound the reverb something but it was i mean the same yeah we were losing you at the uh end there but so it's it's just more of a you know so when you write the actual music is it more like you're playing the guitar and then you come up with the lyrics or is it vice versa or is it depends i think it depends it depends uh on uh, as as simon said on the mood on on the song Okay. And, uh, we had this this method working together, meeting together, and trying to do something from yeah. scratch, from nothing. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah, we we had a like a riff. Sometimes we had maybe some lyrics to inspire us, and sometimes we had almost nothing. And so we were just like listening to music, what we loved or what we had discovered, and and see and feel 
if maybe it could uh, bring us to a fresh idea and start from there and see where it could bring us, get us. And yeah. so most of the time, at the end of the day, we try to have some kind of uh, a demo or something that could be a song later. And we would move on to something else the next day. Okay. New, new fresh idea, new demo, new project. And when we felt we had enough material, we went back to the first ideas, listened to them again. S uh, some of them we said, okay, that's shit. So garbage, <laughs> trash, delete. <laughs> yeah. And some we, we pushed them the, the furthest we could to, to make them what we think are great songs and make an album out of it. Yeah. And, and by the way, the uh, album Maps is a great album. You Thank guys you. did very good with that. And, you know, I, so you, you guys have been around since was 2004. I think it was 2001. 2001. Yeah. 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 The, just 2004 is the first album. Okay. But yeah, we, we started a few years before that. Yeah. Okay. How, so you've been writing, uh, you know, since then, how has that uh, changed the way you write? Like, does the world, the way the world is evolving now, does it change the world, the way you're writing, or is it kind of the same process? Oh, no, the, the process has changed uh, many times. I think when we started writing, the first song we wrote, we would write them in the rehearsal space, uh, you know, just playing. Okay, I have this idea for a riff, like this called progression, and or maybe somebody would bring uh, the beginning of the song, but we would always uh, play together. Uh, and then we started writing with the computer at some point uh, in our career. Um, and I think maybe the the last two albums before Maps, we wrote mostly in front of the computer. Yeah. And then we, we would need to learn how to play the songs after that. And for Maps, well, it was behind the computer too, but uh, that time we had... Uh, our own studio in Paris. So we would write and produce at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, once the song was written, it was already recorded or almost. Oh, wow. Nice. Mm. So you guys have been together for well over 10 years. Uh, what is your most memorable moment as a band? I think it's too, too hard to choose one. <laughs> so <laughs> many memories, hundreds of concerts and wow. Yeah, you guys been together for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we we've met we've met us at school before we we played together. So uh, maybe the yeah, most I... right. no, no, maybe the most uh, memorable moment is even before Exxon Valdez. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've known I've known Simon for thirty years now. Oh wow! Okay, I think so. Yeah, the most memorable moment with Antoine is probably playing Nirvana covers in the um, in the high school's library, no, the middle school's middle school's library. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I we, think we, we played. That. <laughs> yeah, we played "Drain You." I'd I'd say "Drain You" and by uh, Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, by Nirvana. Okay, and maybe maybe Lithium. Not oh, wow. sure. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the what's your guys' influences? Is it Nirvana one of them? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, Nirvana is, is personally Nirvana is the reason why I started playing guitar. Oh, okay. uh, 
but maybe also the reason why I did not practice it enough, you know, because it was really <laughs> simple. Um, and then after, I think Exxon Valdez almost started as a Foo Fighters cover band. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. We when we started, we would play maybe the whole first and second album by the Foo Fighters. Like both very very good our, albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best best two albums. After, yeah, we, we still that, love. Yeah, we yeah. still love the, the the first two albums and not not the the other ones. <laughs> no, not as yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> We actually, and, uh, we hashtag um, Dave Grohl all the time, like in our, yeah. in our episodes, even though like we don't mention him, we just hashtag him to see if oh, yeah. he'll ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this time, this time he was this, mentioned. So. This, yeah. this time it's happening guys. So yeah, you need to hashtag him twice then. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then I think after, after that um, Radiohead, probably is one of oh, my nice, biggest influences. Nice. Uh, there's a band from Hawaii called Chokeball, a band from the 90s that was a sign on uh, Amphetamine Reptile. They, were, they are from Hawaii and then they moved to Los Angeles. They're called Chokeball. They're not really known, but it's like my favorite band ever. No, I haven't heard. What are, what are uh, they called again? Choke Chokeball. Okay. C-H-O-K-E-B-O-R-E. Okay. I'll have to check them uh, out. Yeah, they mostly toured in France and Germany and in Europe mostly. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and then probably Phoenix, the French band Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've been a they've been a a big influence, maybe after you know later than Nirvana and the Fighters and all. Yeah. And uh, a lot of American indie like Death Cab for Cutie, Pinback, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, Antoine, maybe you want to add some names to the, the list? Yeah, you, you said almost everything. I was going to talk about Death Cab for a Cutie, but you just uh, did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you, have, you have to mention Pearl Jam on your side. Yeah, okay. that, was my, that was my teenage uh, love, Pearl Jam. <laughs> so I had to practice a little bit more my guitar than uh, Simon <laughs> with Nirvana covers. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do what we do. So it's good. <laughs> You ever notice that in the ninety, uh, the 90s, all uh, you know, the grunge bands, they they always sound like there's like marbles in their mouth. That's like a, been a mm. long time running joke. They always go every time I hear Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's, that's the best, like Pearl Jam, best yeah. imitation yeah. of uh, Eddie Vedder. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my next cover band. Mm. All right. <laughs> Great. Do you guys have any uh, upcoming projects? I know you guys just released uh, Maps not too long ago, but you guys working on anything else? Uh, yeah, we are, yeah, we are we are working on um, the soundtrack for a documentary right now. Okay. And uh, also we are uh, we are going on tour in March in France and in Spain. So we uh, we need to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You come into the states at all anytime soon? Yeah, it, it would. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, maybe Dev Girl can help. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, we've played. We, we've been lucky enough to play in an, a lot of different places and countries. But uh, yeah. playing in the states for for a French band with, I won't say no success, but a little success, yeah. is very difficult. 
it's very difficult. So it maybe it will happen. It will happen someday. So how are you received in other countries? Like, do you see like, you know, different demographics yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, most of our audience is in Spain. Okay. So that's oh wow, yeah. that's and pretty pretty cool, Mexico pretty great. Also. Mexico. Okay. Uh, then then France, uh, then probably Germany and Switzerland, the UK. So it's it's been Europe mostly, but a little bit. Uh, our audience has grown in the States lately because we had two songs featured in uh, Emily in Paris. I don't know if you've seen that show on Netflix. What is it? I've I've Emily, haven't watched the show, but I've heard of it. Yeah, Emily yeah, in Paris. Yeah, Emily in Paris. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we had one song in the first season and one song in the third season. Nice. So yeah, that that brought brought Karen quite a lot of uh, international attention to the to the band. Yeah. But not yeah. enough not enough to start, you know, playing shows in the states. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. I'd love to see it though, so not, not until Dave Grohl interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if we ever get Dave Grohl on here, I'm mentioning you guys and saying bring these guys out with you next time. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so you know is there any american slang that you guys know of that you don't understand or anything something we would want you to translate for us you mean yeah american slang man uh like so is the is the thing that you guys say like when you greet each other hello is it bonjour or bonjour is bonjour is hello yeah. okay bonjour yeah yeah <laughs> That's still a thing, right? That's not a slang. Or yeah, that's, like, that's just language. No, no bonjour. It means it means uh, it means good day. So oh, okay. No, no, that's not slang. I was gonna I was yeah. gonna uh, start the show with saying that, but I'm like I, I don't know what the there might be some <laughs> slang or something around that now or something like that. No, m most of the time maybe, maybe you can say salut. It's okay. more like hi, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not slang either. I mean, is there is there a slang word for good morning? I'm not sure. Not in French. Huh. I don't think no. we have one. No, no. That's usually that's not why you need slang words. You need them for other things, you know. So. Right. That's why some people just talk the normal yeah. language. <laughs> <laughs> So your guys' music, it's very, I, I hear a lot of uh, 80s um, kind of style in it. And and uh, actually a lot of uh, Death Cab for Cutie in there. Is that something that you guys kind of are going with? Or is that just, you know, just what comes out? Um, it's not just what comes out because we, we are careful, you know, but I think about which influences we choose to yeah. use and not to use. But we are fine with having a few songs that sounds a little bit like Death Cap for Cutie, for sure. Yeah. And we and we know about the 80s influences. Um, well, obviously, we were uh, kids in the 80s, so it's not the music. We didn't listen to that music at the time. You know? Right. I mean, one of my favorite albums from the 80s probably is uh, 
Architecture and Morality by the band Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Okay. Uh, but it, it was released in 1981. Yeah. So that's the year that's the year I was born. Okay. Um, but I discovered that album later. I think it's when we started working with producers for mm. our, our albums and we started experimenting with synthesizers and drum machines. Uh, especially when we um, we worked with somebody uh, named Alex Firla, who was a producer on the first Phoenix album, and he, he produced two records for, for us, and he got us into the music from the 80s because he was a big fan of New Order, Killing Joke, uh, Japan. Okay. So that's that's how we started listening to music from the 80s, and then. I think we got even more interested in the gear that yeah. the, those bands were using. Yeah. And uh, so we started buying, uh, you know, like a Juno 106, uh, DX7, mm-hmm. all those synthesizers. And, um, and now we just, we just use them. Yeah. So that's, that's well, why yeah, that sounds. I, I mean, it's, yeah makes very good music so so you guys are just experimenting with you know different things and you know that's just kind of what's coming out yeah yeah exactly for the for, yeah yeah we, i mean we all have references in uh in in sounds in our heads that we have heard on countless records but yeah most of the time now we have the gear and and we try stuff with the experience and and try to 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 fit with the the mood of the song we are writing and uh, and put the the right uh, the right sounds on the songs. Yeah. So is there a time where like because some of your stuff is written in French and some of it's written in English, how do you decipher yeah. which ones are going to be written in English or which ones are going to be written in French? That's a good question. Uh, I guess that. Uh, I think I decide because when we start writing a song, it's I, I we we don't decide before writing. We write, okay. and then maybe I will have a melody, and it will it will come to me in French or it will come to me in English. And it, I think it we never we never translated anything. Yeah, I don't think we did. Like, no, we didn't translate. But for this album, we 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 changed. I think we changed the language. We decided while writing a song that the English was not the right uh, language. Oh. I, would, I would say may, maybe I'm wrong, Simon, but I would say for rien appris, the the demo oh, yeah. in the first yeah, version yeah. was an English song, and there was something that was not working, and yeah, yeah. at some point we changed the language. We did. We didn't do a translation, which changed the, the theme gotcha. and the lyrics. But we switched to French, and it worked. Yeah, that's true. Better. That's true. Yeah. So that's it very depends. Interesting. Uh, so if something's <laughs> not like you know meshing up, or something's not like, I guess rhyming good or something, you could just that's what you say. Okay, well maybe this will work better in French or eight yeah, words will work better in English. You know, when we started, we would only write in English because of our influences. Yeah. And then at, after a few records, we, a few records, we tried writing in, in French because we wanted to, you know, to try something new. Yeah. And since, since that, we've been doing both. And to me, it's really like, you know, two different instruments. 
okay, today we are going to write something on the piano and then tomorrow we are going to write something on the guitar. And, and it's just like, as simple as that, you know, it's right. just, that's like a whole yeah. other tool in your toolbox though, which is, yeah, cool. exactly. Exactly. Right. What, what we try, what we try to do on maps though, it's, we try to have a good balance of both. So half of the album is in English and half is in yeah. French. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things we decided to do. Like we, we had a few extra songs. And so we had to, we, when we did the track listing for the album, uh, one of the thing we wanted to achieve was that right, uh, 50, 50 balance, uh, yeah. of French and English songs. Yeah. Well, the good thing, like, especially on maps, um, it's, you can listen through it all the way, you know, even though I don't um, understand what you're, you, you guys are saying in it, it's still good enough. And it's, it's catchy enough to where like, you know, you're like kind of tapping your hand and bouncing your feet. I mean, you still listen to the music oh. and the melody. It's just like when you don't understand French, it's like listening to an instrumental pretty much. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you guys yeah, well, capture that good. That's cool. Cool. Thanks. Well, thank you very much. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's maybe um, a way of experimenting music that us French people or Spanish people, Italian people, we are used to because when you start listening to uh, international pop music, mainstream yeah. music, when you're a child, you start listening to music without understanding the words. And it's only later in your life, for most people, it's, it's only later in your life that you start understanding the lyrics. For example, when you hear the Beatles for the first time and you're French, you don't yeah. know what they're singing about, you know? Yeah. And so maybe that you listening to French music in French can experience what we experience i think when yes, you start definitely. listening to american music yeah, yeah that's crazy i didn't even think about that because <laughs> if you're listening to like the beatles and you don't know english and you're just yeah. hearing or nirvana or nirvana, nirvana yeah whoever yeah it just yeah. that i never even thought about it that way <laughs> shit yeah i mean if you don't know the words you might be able to sing along yeah. a little bit because you can mimic the sounds but you don't know what it means yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you know in france a lot of people uh sing along uh that way yeah, they say in French there. Are, I don't know if you have the same expression in English. I guess not. But we say singing en yaourt. I mean, it would translate to in yogurt, right? Singing in yogurt. Mm, yogurt yeah. singing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yogurt singing. It's like not singing the real words, but it's like it's like you're trying to sing. It's you're trying to sing with yogurt in your mouth. You can <laughs> experience. You see, you have, gotcha. you have yogurt in your mouth and trying to sing in your mouth. And that's how French people sing English most of the time. Okay. So, so yeah, what you were just singing there was sounded like Eddie Vedder. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> By the way, I do love Pearl Jam, so I'm not, I'm not down and on the guy. Um. So how did you get uh, into Netflix? That just happen or what's that story oh uh, yeah so it's, it's a funny story uh well we have we have uh, our own label and our own publishing company so we do um all the synchronization work and the publishing work we do that ourselves yeah but um emily in paris when it was um they were shooting the first season in paris not far from uh, where i live and um, at the time, I needed to work. Uh, so I was an extra on the set of the first season of Emily in Paris. 
Okay. I, and I don't, I don't know if you've ever been an extra or on a TV show or a movie, but it's, it's like one of the most boring job in the world. You, <laughs> you know, you spend, you spend the whole day waiting. Yeah. And so I was waiting on the set of Emily in Paris, in Paris. And, uh, I started thinking about this American production, uh, that was shooting that first season, uh, of an un- unknown yet uh, unknown show and I told myself they are probably going to be looking for French music so I should get in touch with the people oh. uh, in charge of the music now and so I, I, I did a little research on Google and I, I found that the music supervisor was a girl in New York and so I just sent her an email wow um, yeah well that was pretty smart yeah, <laughs> thank you. He's a clever guy. Yeah, they can way ahead of the game. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I would have never thought that. I would have just been standing there, been like, "What the fuck is taking so long?" <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what I did the first day, but then the second, and even, you know, if you, I know actually, I didn't even know that the 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 actress uh, Lily Collins, she's uh-huh. the daughter of of Phil Collins. Oh, did you know? I that? didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah. Well, shit. I was. I, I learned. I learned that on the set. I didn't. You know, I didn't know about her. Did Phil Collins uh, join the set at all, or? Oh no, I don't think. I don't no. think it. May, may, maybe I only watched the episode we have the music in, so okay. I wouldn't. <laughs> know. Yeah. You, but, you, uh, watch, you did not watch the episode that you're an extra in. Uh, I did too. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that now. But the music was cheap, <laughs> in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that. So we do cool. have two two minutes. Uh, anything that you okay. want to plug or promote, uh, Anton? Anything? Anything you want to say? Mm, just uh, encourage people from uh, your listeners to to listen to more songs from us. Yes, and for yeah. sure. All the songs too. Listen to our former albums, yeah, Album yeah. and Lights, and uh, and tell us what you think. Yeah. Yeah, and do it, do listen to music in foreign languages. That's that's really cool. Like French music, Spanish music, Italian music. Yeah, so, and no, and I cool. actually do do that. Do do. I said do do. Do do. <laughs> Great. That's a police song. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. You're Good right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I I do do that. Yeah. Great. Well, you're right too. So you can experience our childhood. I'm trying to learn Italian yeah. too, so it's oh yeah. So what younger. Italian music? What Italian music are you listening to lately? I mean, there's nothing like uh, it, it's it's not like Italian Italian, but Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra guys. I mm. listen uh, to them. American okay. Italian, American Italian, <laughs> American yeah. Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when I was younger Great. and I went to Poland. I brought back a CD with me, and the, the CD was kind of like what they're doing. It was like half in English and half in Polish. Oh, nice. Oh. Right. It was years ago, though. I don't remember the name of the band or anything. <laughs> but you still have the CD in a box I think somewhere. I still have it, yeah. I think I do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Have cool. a good one. Take care. Bye. You have a Bye-bye. good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say hi to Dave, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Once again... Thank you for listening to The Chris Court Show. 
Remember, if you have a band or business, or know someone that has a band or business, send all the info and mp3s to chriscourtshow at gmail.com. Chicken nuggets and cranberry sauce. The Chris Court Show.